Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited. This is episode 39, Saturday Night Live from September 26th, 1992. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And this is, if you want to hear our original episode about this television episode, you can go back to episode 19. This episode you're listening to right now, the Cage Club Revisited, is meant to be listened to while you watch the episode of TV. I don't know how readily available it is. Not I sure. think we might have, have to had to uh, dig through the uh, the coffers of the the dark web, as you call uh, it, to yep. get this one when we record it for Cage Club. But this is an hour and two minutes and fifty four seconds. We're gonna start playing the video rip or whatever right now in three, two, one, play. And we kick things off with a Woody Allen oh, sketch no. because that was fun. Yikes! Okay. At least it's not like a through line through the entire thing. You know what I mean? Like no, it's, yeah. And at least they're bashing him. And <laughs> For me, it's... He's the easy target, is what I'm trying to say. Dana Carvey's terrific, though. Does, does great impressions. Uh, but, like, yeah, Sun Yi by Rob Schneider. So we're playing Cage Club Bingo. You go to cageclub.me slash games. Um, you could go there and see... Uh, this is going to be... We were talking about it. This is going to be a difficult... Bingo. Thing to bingo, I think, because it's so scattered and all over the place. Or maybe it'll be easy. I don't know. Cage top building credits, definitely not. So I definitely saw this when it aired, just to give you an idea of how old I am. I've still seen fewer than five SNL episodes wow. in it's my life, crazy. including this one. I've seen like all of them from this year, and I'm not even like a big fan anymore. But you know, when it comes to Saturday nights on at like 11:30, and I'm getting ready for bed, <laughs> like something to put on. Are you a big enough fan that if you fall asleep during it, you'll you'll catch the rest of it the next morning? Uh, no, no, no. It depends who's on. Like, when Jason Mimosa was on, I fell asleep watching it, so I had to wake up and watch the whole thing. Mike, not misspeaking, that's just his nickname for him. Yeah, I call him Jason Momoa Mimosa. It's just, it's a little extra sweet. So you did catch up on him? Yes. It's a great episode, too. Like, I'd say maybe the best of the season. Oh, no, you know, Claire Foy's was really, really good. Really? Yeah, I was very surprised that. Because she's not a comic or a comedian or anything. She hasn't done any of that stuff, but she's got the chops. Do you think that maybe that has something to do with it, though? That, like, you're not expecting? Mm -hmm. Like, you lowered your expectations, and so it's better? Yeah, partially. I mean... The Matt Damon episode was, like, all right, too, because he's like, hey, I'm not here to, like, promote a movie. I just kind of want to be here and do this, and they're letting me. And yeah. so there's a lot of, like, a lot of the pressure was off. Yeah. It felt, and so maybe that was the same with Claire Foy. She's like, well, no one's expecting me to be funny, so, like, I could really stretch those muscles. Right. So I'm crossing off on my thing, bad accent, because abounding. <laughs> Adaptation, because this is adapting real life into... Okay, I have those, too. But uh, I'm almost certainly not going to get extreme facial expression. So I had um, up in, I didn't see Wonder Wheel. So that was the I did not have not seen everybody. Else. I mean, there was a time before all of this. You know, it's so public now and stuff. But like back in the like 2012 or something, I sat down and watched every Woody Allen movie in a yeah. row. It was like a precursor to the Cage Club thing. So that when. I think that's why when I saw you watching every Cage movie, I was like, well, that's another idea. Like, I just watched all the Woody Allen and Godzilla movies. Like, I'll watch every Cage movie. Yeah, when I was... So, as I watched It's a Wonderful Life last night, uh, which you heard us talk about, if you listen to our last episode, our Raising Arizona episode of Cage Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry, legendary Phil Hartman as Sinatra impression. 
I, as I was watching It's a Wonderful Life, I looked at all my movies that I've logged on Letterboxd this year, and it was the oldest movie I've seen by 22 years. The oldest movie I'd seen before this year. The oldest movie I saw this year before It's a Wonderful Life was 2001 from the 60s. And I was like, I wonder what huh. you've seen. And you'd seen a couple, but you also seen like 15 Godzilla movies from like the 50s. Because <laughs> yeah, there were like a couple that were like, that you just watched for like, for you know what I mean? Like for Random, one reason or another. But yeah. then there was just like, basically all like from like, the, from the beginning of your letterbox list, sorting by year, say like up to like 1970. Like there's like two or three, and then there's like all 15 of the Godzilla, Godzilla movies. movies. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to do that again this year because there's two Godzilla movies coming out this year. One, you're going to watch them all again? Yeah, baby. I think it might. I don't know if it'll be every year, but, but don't I did they it. frustrate you? No, you love I, them all. I, I, I wouldn't say I love them all, but there's something about each of them that I like. You know what I mean? Like, so I'd say only one or two of them, and I can't pinpoint exactly which one or two. Probably in some of the more recent ones in like the millennial era are get they're kind of repetitive and weak, but. A lot, a lot of them too. A lot of like the human stories are repeated over and over again too, just with like sort of different players and stuff. But a lot of reporters, um, a lot of like single parents, uh, like they were always very socially current, which was interesting. So like they dealt a lot with the environment during the seventies and eighties and stuff. Sure, very interesting stuff. But yeah, so there's a new the third anime one is coming out on Netflix this year, which concludes the anime trilogy, mm-hmm. and then there's the uh, the Mike Doherty one coming out over the summer, which is like the main monster verse, blowing the doors wide open. That's Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. We talked about when we did this episode uh, for Cage Club Prime about how stacked the SNL cast is, but like it's crazy how like almost mm-hmm. all of these people went on to have be like very very successful. Bobby Brown, Nicholas Cage. It's Bobby Brown. I mean, Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown's problematic, Don't too. Don't be cruel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bobby Brown back then was prob- was was a big problem. Had, like, a terrible image. God, look at that early 90s suit. Like, that's just... It's hideous now. That's like a family man suit. Like, I don't even want to say that he's pulling it off, though. Because the family man looks good. This turtleneck, I like the turtleneck. It's just, like, the, the, the jacket is so low. It's so wide. I can't believe that he did this. It's so cool. You know what? Oh, yeah, he kicked off the season. Oh, it's the first wow. episode of the year, too. Cool. Season so. 18, episode 1. So this must be because around this time he was in a bunch of comedies. Like, he was more known as, like, a comedic guy, right? Wait, what do we, we figure? What do we figure? Honeymoon was, in Vegas was, was the it? movie he's promoting. Okay. So it's sort of before he's Action Cage. Oh, definitely before they he's Action Cage. They do a Moonstruck pre-Oscar. Uh-huh. This is one of the uh, the episodes of oh, Cage Club no. Revisited that we were sort of saving because I think we thought it was going to be weird to talk about, but I th- it's just like a nice little bonus one that we're recording today. Look, he's talking about his co-star's breasts. Oh, no. oh. But Cher, Cher did used to market her ass, though. Before J-Lo, they were Cher. Really? Yeah, like... Even before the I Could Turn Back Time video where she showed up with her ass, like, why, like, just on display, like, I feel like she was always sort of like, that's one of my attributes. Cage getting in trouble, giving, giving me uh, the old callback to Lorne. 
going off book a little bit, although he's not. I forgot that this was the the joke, and I just don't... Like, it's a funny enough joke, but I just wish that it was anything else. Yeah. You know, this uh, this actually feels like something that they would make a, a opening of, like, this weekend. Like, this is very much more topical now and in the news, you know, than I feel like it was back then. You know, to ob- objectifying not just women, but people. Sexism. <laughs> oh my god, Kate just exploding on Lauren Mike. Like, I think there would have been a funny joke if he had, you know, mentioned, like, oh, I just did, you know, a couple of years ago raising Arizona, John Goodman, what about, like, just like, you know, anything like to sort of, yeah, I don't know. Hit the guys, too. I think that's what he does at the end, right? He, he ends up complimenting. Maybe. Probably. Maybe that's why it's on my head. It feels like maybe it's just like the, the SNL thing that I'm just not used to, but it just feels like the timing is like slightly off. Oh, it's it's that live timing, man. It's never, it rarely runs like clockwork. That show, I'd say. Cues are always sort of missed and skipped. Yeah, James Con. All right. Should have said he had a. <laughs> if he just was like he has a huge cock. So now, what skits do we have? Skits to look, do we have to look forward to? Tiny Elvis naming their son. Yep. One more. Maybe the not. news. Uh, he, he's in the news. There's a lot of skits. I'm just not sure if he's in all of them. So we've got Canis. Uh, Canis. This is that's what's coming. Canis. The the cologne for dogs. Okay. Adventures of Tiny Elvis, Ross Pro makes a deal, Deep Thoughts, Bobby Brown humping around, Weekend Update with Kevin Nealon, Baby Names, Deep Thoughts, Nightline, Bobby Brown, Good Enough, Deep Thoughts, The Queen Shaniqua Show, Deep Thoughts, Mr. Casual Sex, Deep Thoughts, Good Night. Okay. There you go. What's Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy? This is a yeah embarrassing question. Is Jack Handy a character or is Jack Handy um, a person? So I thought that he... So here's the thing. I thought that he was an actual writer on SNL. But then... Um, then I heard that it was like Robert Schmeigel as uh, his pen name. Okay. But then I heard it really there really is a Jack Handy. So now I don't know anymore. I haven't consulted the internet yet, but I I had always thought it was Robert Schmeigel, but um you know the creator of Triumph the Insult Comic Dog and right. all that like he really broke on Conan more, but he was a big writer on SNL. I forget who it is. There's a, there's a comedian that I think I really like. Oh shoot. There's a comedian I really like on that he, that he, is it? Who is it? I'm definitely not gonna be able to pull it. We're like he's like number one influence was Jack Handy. Hmm. Is his is his comedy kind of like reading deep thoughts? I'm trying to remember who it is, stuff. and I could be able to no. Tiny, Tiny Elvis. Well, they had never done this before, right. but they did it after, right? Because yes. the way that they introduced it is like, oh, now back to Tiny Elvis. You know I know. Mean? It's weird. Skits just don't start like that. But Cage is Elvis. I'll take it. Yep. Is that Graceland? I've never been. 
was Kevin Nealon and Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Yeah, and Schneider would go on to play Tiny Elvis again at some point. Hi. So that's the like, whole joke. Like the premise is so <laughs> dumb, but it's also just great. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's almost like the perfect SNL skit in that it's it's like basically a one-joke premise that goes on for the perfect amount of time. Like they do all the, you know, it's like two and a half minutes, everything's big, and we're done. <laughs> and that's perfect? <laughs> I think so, because a lot of SNL skits become rambling and go on for too long. I mean, if you've watched a lot of SNL, you'd, you'd be able to sort of see the structure of this skit is like almost perfect I for mean, SNL. Cause, yeah, because I can't imagine how difficult it is to write an hour and a half or I guess after commercials, like an hour or after the, the music thing, like 50, 55 minutes or whatever of new mm-hmm. comedy each week yeah. and perform it and like everything. And I feel like this is the kind of thing where it's just like they're sitting around, there's no blocking – there's no complicated anything. It's just like letting Cage talk and just reacting to him, and like it's the same joke. And like, well, they do a dress rehearsal, so that's when they I think go through the block. Well, I mean, stuff. but this this scene, just oh there, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What I mean? It's just right. like there's not like you don't there's no marks to hit. You just like you're waiting mm-hmm. to hear the line. And you're just responding to it. Now they're in the car. He's going to be laying on the dashboard. <laughs> he falls asleep. Still so big. Still still so big in the car. Yeah, look at that steering wheel, man. That is huge. <laughs> Have you seen? So you saw this one when it aired. Yeah, you saw it for Cage Club. Did you have you seen it again or no? Uh, I'm sure I've seen it between there because they used to run SNL on Comedy Central like a mofo back in the like late '90s. So like I'd seen this episode a few times. Yeah, because I know I'd also seen the Rob Schneider version. Right. <laughs> Is that all green? Because a green screen? No, I think it's the. Uh, so it's I think the light it, from behind them? No, I think it's the copy because if you look at Cage, he's kind of green. Oh, uh, okay. Too. They, look, they look like they're Martians. <laughs> Just tuck himself into I a think, little ball. I think you can find all the skits on like Daily Motion or YouTube or something and stuff, and like um, watch them separately if you needed to. Crossed off from before, someone makes a threat when he uh, when he threatens oh, Warren right. about. Sofia Coppola, Domino. <laughs> Cage with a great Elvis accent, even if it is sort of like for comedy. I'd love an origin story for how he got so tiny. Now, is this, I guess, not that we would ever get the answer, but like... Do you think that this is real Elvis that got shrunk down, or just another tiny Elvis that is just happened <laughs> I think to be Elvis? I think real Elvis got shrunk down somehow because you know he's referring to his friends the way Elvis referred to his friends, like Sunny and Red. Now, would you say that this is magic mysticism that got shrunk down? <laughs> I mean, I'm honored if you are. <laughs> tiny Elvis. There we go. Nice little signage. G.E. Smith. I was thinking of him recently for some reason. They don't really have a guy like that anymore. The guitarist or the saxophone? The guitarist. Because it was like G.E. Smith and the Saturday Night Live band, and they don't really have like a so-and-so, I feel like, in the Saturday Night Live band. Oh, we have to see them next week, Mike. Sinead O'Connor is saying... Oh, I wonder if that's the one where she ripped up the picture of the Pope. Ooh, edgy. 
Raspero. Raspero makes a deal. Another Dana Car- Dana Carvey. I feel like Kevin Nealon is just always Kevin Nealon. Yeah, mostly, right? That's pretty funny. This was like the Dana Carvey era for sure. This is like Mike Myers, I think, uh, had left, had just left or something. And then we were getting like Sandler and um, Farley and those guys were coming in. Hartman, of course, is still there, but. Man, it's like I still like I still haven't watched enough for it. Just like this casual looks to the cue card to the camera, just like uh, it's just it's so alien to me. You know I mean, just like I just oh, seeing Phil Hartman is just like crazy right now because like I was such a big fan. It's weird, like he like that was still back. I guess it still is happens now. But, like, yeah, his wife, wife murdered yeah. him and then murdered herself and committed suicide. Um, but I remember driving to work that morning, hearing that at work, and almost asking if I could like go home that day because I was so affected. Not only is Kevin Nealon always himself, but it feels like he's the guy from the Tiny Elvis. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like he just walked over with the hat on. Yeah. It's like the not like the city slicker. He's just like the I don't know. So Dana Carvey, if you were playing Cage Club Bingo and you have uh, someone returns from another Cage movie, he will oh, be back yeah. in Captain Paradise, which oh we my just gosh. covered a couple, a couple episodes ago. So, do you think they met at SNL and Cage was like, "I've got to work with you"? Was John Lovitz ever? Oh uh, yeah, he's biggest. Oh yeah, 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 huge. So. But not this era. No, before. No. Yeah, like ten years earlier, I'd say. Okay, something like that, like '84. Julia Sweeney. She has a cameo. Did you do anything that wasn't SML? Uh, she had a cameo in Pulp, in, um, Pulp Fiction. Um, Who was she in Pulp Fiction? At the end, at the junkyard. Oh, she's like the wolf's girlfriend. Yeah, the lady there. She did a movie, It's Pat, based off of one of her skits. Oh, I've heard of that. And, and uh, she showed up a few times here and there. I don't really, I never really see her, though. Too bad. Very good. What? So, like, what's the joke here? That Ross Perot was just an eccentric yeah, millionaire? No, yeah, that he basically ran on the ticket, used all of his own money, spent, like, millions and billions of dollars to, like, you know, almost become president. Like, basically, you know, what they did, like, what, you know, tried to buy the election, except, like, wasn't... Was not successful. Pe- what, no, yeah, and people didn't hate him either. Like he wasn't considered like evil or dumb or any of that kind of thing. Like he was actually a successful businessman that almost became president before the very unsuccessful businessman that is president became president. Because we are just about a month and a half away in in this timeline so, from from uh, Bill Clinton getting elected. So no, so I know I mentioned Kyle on the last one. It's not becoming a running thing or anything, but for some reason Chris Farley is just in this in this scene. It's giving me a Kyle vibe. <laughs> Doing I mean, I stuff think, for money? You know, I don't know. I but. think it's just a matter of, well, that's not as nice as we <laughs> to say. I was going to say, you know, like, sort of bigger guys who are just, like, comedic and goofy. Like, you know, that's yeah. kind of Kyle's bread and butter. <laughs> but yeah, Kyle would do this. <laughs> Shout out Kyle. Go listen to Foodie Films. 
And P.S. I still love Hoffman. Oh, that's right. They're doing like this kind of stuff, right? Like this is what it. I mean, not like yeah, totally, it's not they, us. They but They totally stole our thing, which we we stole no. From but let him fall else. into let him because it's not as easy as it seems. Like at first we were like, yeah, we're gonna have so much to say about this stuff and these movies, and we'll be talking a mile a minute. I might actually. I mean, I could see Brian actually coming prepared with stats and things to talk about and stuff. But I think Kyle's gonna start bringing up like lots of random stuff. Well, that's the thing, like. Uh, Nick Jenkins of the, the Real Bad Podcast is going to do some of these for, like, the Patreon page that they have. Oh, okay. And, by the way, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash cageclub. If you want to choose what we watch next and get some Cage Club merch, go there, patreon.com slash cageclub. And Nick's going to do some, like, solo commentaries on movies that he loves, which I was like, that's probably cool, but it's also, like, I can't imagine doing this by myself. No. Well, it might be, Whoa, it look might that's be sure. easier. Well, yeah, like, in that sense, I could see him getting more in-depth into the actual making of the movie and stuff. Well, because there's that, but it's also, like, I feel like if you're just watching a movie by yourself, but you, you know that you're recording yourself, mm-hmm. you can't really go quiet for too long, because you know it's just you. So you need to keep yeah. the, 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 the thread going. Bobby Brown trying to invoke some red leather of Michael Jackson here, as it's humping around. Because, like, here, when we're doing two, or, you know, Kyle and Brian, we haven't heard the first one yet because it's not out yet, but it's coming soon. Um, that. I, I think it's like, I'm sort of waiting to see if you have something to say, and then sometimes we just both fall in, like, the same time. <laughs> we're just watching. I mean, we could try to describe what we're seeing right no, now, but I it's not. To. There's no. There's you no said hope. red leather, that's enough. There's... Jeez, Bobby Brown. Never would have imagined back then the way that would have all panned out. A, even marrying Whitney Houston, but then, like, just all the tragedy that occurred after that. This feels... Is this more elaborate than most current SNL Um, It really depends on the artist. Like, you still get people dancing with, like, the, the the line, the chorus line of people dancing and stuff once in a while. Um... You know that, but that was Bobby Brown. Like he came from New Edition, and they were like a an early boy band, right? And so his whole shtick and their whole thing was like synchronized dancing, like the Jacksons or the Temptations and stuff. So like he really was a dancer too, and could really, you know, like bust some moves. Did so you like, watch? Did you see A Star Is Born? No, not not the new one, right? Yeah, because there's problems with it. Uh, Lady Gaga's incredible. Forever, there's always been problems. <laughs> but the whole thing is that she becomes she's like this country star and then basically sell, sells out, becomes a pop star, and like the movie's like that's not good. But she performs on oh. SNL. Oh no, she doesn't really. And she's got this song. Who's that's the like, host? Do they even say? Is it Bradley Cooper? No, that'd have been hilarious. No, because he's you know he no, plays know, Jackson Maine and he you know I'm Jackson Maine. Um, but she performs and it's like it's like a it's supposed to be like this like dumb pop song, but it's kind of catchy because it's Lady Gaga. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, but she's like you know doing this like sort of sexy dance or whatever, and people so love it. But but she, Jackson Maine thinks that she sold out and she, oh, he hates she it. sold out by being herself, so that he doesn't like it. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like basically, oh, you don't like that she came into her own. Sorry, man. I mean the, the it's that's sort of the back half, but the whole back half of the movie, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole story, I'm sure, in all four versions or whatever, is just like... Yeah, guy kind finds of the girl. Abu- abusive man who tries to take, to take advantage of her... Very controlling, domineering, yeah. And then she enables him. Yep. And then you just want her to get away from him the whole movie, and it, you know... 
Like there's something there's a there's a universe that exists where they both do their own thing the, and they're both uh, successful. They both support each other. The but that's one, not... the one that um, the, the the Chris Christopherson one with with uh, with Babs with uh, Streisand. That's the that's the one that's probably the least problematic. I'd say. Um, well, I mean, I've never seen the other the other ones. I don't okay. know that this is. I've also seen the the, 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 crotch. the James Mason one with. I think that's the one with Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like, I don't Judy Garland. Judy I don't, Garland. I don't know that this is. More problematic than other ones. It's just like maybe know. because the story hasn't changed, but the times have. I'm thinking, without having seen it, that if they're just updating the material as is, it's probably worse. I don't know, man. The first hour of that movie is incredible. Here we go. But we get an update. Kevin Nealon without a cowboy hat. That's right, because this was his main thing. He would do update, not really skits so much as much, but. Well, he was on Weeds the entire time. Did yeah. you ever watch Weeds? No, I saw like the first two or three episodes. Because like, he always just sort of like kind of plays the same thing where he's just like just sitting there just kind of like adding commentary to things, you know what I mean? Like, never really had that much of a point. Like, I guess he maybe had a point early on. Mm-hmm. Weeds is a show, we were talking before we started recording this one, because Dexter is apparently, Showtime's airing a Dexter marathon for some reason right now. And Dexter is a very frustrating show where like, I really like about half the show and then I really hate half the show, so it's hmm. not worth it. But Weeds, I think... The first, like, three seasons are really good and should be watched. And then the, le- the next four or five, it's like, eh. Oh, bummer. That's just sort of Showtime's thing. Like, they just have everything run really, really long. Oh, look, a Murphy Brown joke who's back on the air now. I was just going to say how untimely this political humor is. But look, it's Chelsea, it's um, Hillary Clinton jokes. <laughs> the media has too much power. <laughs> oh, Mr. Subliminal Editorial. I forget sometimes that the people who might be listening to this commentary can't hear what we're listening to, too. Well, the point is that they're supposed to be watching this as, Mm -hmm. you know... Ain't nobody humping around. Man, that song is catchy. But that a song called Humping Around is so famous. It's just... (laughs) That was a great... That was great. Mike Tyson jokes. Wow, Mike Tyson was in prison during this episode. Wow, Gorby. Wow. So, Mike, here's a, here's a little episode. bit of a, a, a trivia question for you. Name the movie that this quote is from. Okay? Okay. It's a movie you love. There's a hint. Uh-oh. I prefer Gennaro's, but what do I know? I'm a bear. I suck the heads off fish. Sounds familiar. Oh man, and uh, not that many uh, choices of a bear set. And here's here's a this is a visual thing, so it doesn't really carry on the podcast, but it's it goes along with somebody going like this, <laughs> like sort of a wave. Yeah, I, I prefer Gennaro's, which is a hint there. I prefer Gennaro's, but what do I know? I'm a bear. I suck the heads off fish. 
Yeah, Gennaro's. C- CGI bear. I can't. I'm not up yet. I haven't woken up all the way. Here's another... Okay, so here's another... Here's a couple other words from the movie that might trigger you. Um, talking monkey. Yeah, it's talking monkey. Hmm. <clears throat> um, oh, don't do this to me. Just tell me the answer. I'm not in the mic <laughs> right now. I'm not going to get it. Uh, nope. <laughs> you know... You know what you would find if you looked up the word idiot in the dictionary? A picture of me? No. The definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are. What the fuck is this movie? Um, let's see here. What else? What else? What else? What other what other lines could I do from this? God, I just watched it yesterday. I'm trying to think of other lines. Like, every line is just so good. Um... What is Chris Rock? Look how young he is. Jesus. He's also sort of rocking some red leather Michael Jackson. What other... other (laughs) Chris Rock just came on the scene, got so mad that he had to leave (laughs) mid-sentence. It's a great bit. Get some uh, opera man coming up. I feel badly. No, that means I, bad. To say that you feel badly means the mechanism that allows you to feel is broken. You're just going to have to tell me this one because I'm not. I'm not thinking of it. You still gay? Me? No, I'm knee deep in pussy. I just like the name so much. I can't. Oh well, it. that gives it away. I, I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. They now. should have all given the movie away. Like, but I haven't seen that movie in like. When did it come out on DVD? Like I don't know, it came out ten in the years 05. ago. So, like, I haven't seen it in, like, at least, like, five or six years. But name the movie. Or are you having a... Can you, can you name the movie? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. There you go. But I would not have gotten it from those first few. Well, so, so Gennaro's, I think, is a clue because the beer... So it's the commercial. Michelle Monaghan's like, you know, I used to be an actress. I was in the commercial. I used to yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's... I don't know if Gennaro's is a real beer, but I think it's just, like, named after... It's not spelled the same way, but named after Holly Gennaro. You know what I mean? I think that's mm. the, the reference, maybe, from Die Hard. Um, and then the the idiot thing is when they find... Like, the car goes over the water. It goes in the water, and it sinks, and then Robert Downey Jr., like, throws the gun in there, and then he's like, you just threw my, two, my grandmother's $2,000 gun there. Like, they're gonna, when they call the lake, don't think they're going to find it. And that's when he's like, you know, do you think... Uh, you know, you're a, if you look at the word idiot in the dictionary and Rob Dyson's like, you need a picture of me? No, that movie's great. That movie, like, you know, in terms of, like, Shane Black, I, th- I still think The Nice Guys is maybe perfect, but, like, that's a real close second. Yeah, that was, before The Nice Guys, that was up there. So that is the real Ross Perot. That's what he really looks like. Okay, fucking Sandler is Opera Man. I can't believe we never got an Opera Man movie. I'm not sure we still won't get one. He's only directed four movies? Yeah, he's more of a writer. Number one, Nice Guys. Number two, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Number three, Iron Man 3. Number four, four, Predator. Way. Hated Predators. He's directing three other movies coming out. Uh, The Destroyer. We'll see. Doc Savage, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Let him. And Cold Warrior. Oh no, more Mia Farrow jokes. Leave Mia alone. Do you remember what happens during this sequence? 
Yeah, we get a standing ovation from Cage and Cher. I want to see if he's got the wooden hand or a glove on or at least something. What? Is that Madonna? <laughs> oh, boy. Like, yeah, Madonna was always What's, what's difficult Madonna. about this, watching it close to 30 years after it came out, was I don't really get the current mm-hmm. references. Like, I know that Madonna was, like, naked a lot. I get that. But I don't know, like, the, like especially, we, like, update mm-hmm. 27 years after, or 26, 27 years. Like, it just... Yep. That's difficult to track. Yep. Uh, the references, uh, Jay Leno. Yeah, but this was the when he got the, the Late Show. Okay. Who's the woman on the right? Uh, his um, agent, I think, that he ended up firing. firing. To Is that Daryl Hannah? I don't know. I don't think so. What do you think a Opera Man movie would have been like? Torture. <laughs> well, okay, that's fair. Here it comes. Do they always give him a Here they are. Are you wearing a glove? On Cher's hair. Bravo. I think so. He's only been on like five times or so. He's, he didn't do it that often. Because Adam Sandler would always come on and do other shit, like start singing songs and stuff. Oh, Godzilla Flash. Nice, we were talking about him. I think that's from Godzilla vs. King Kong. Yeah? Yeah. When he destroys that specific temple. Not sure. He looked a little different in that movie than he did in that clip, so I could be wrong. Oh, Geraldo. Still looks the same, except now he's... Uh, crazy. <laughs> well, he's crazier. And he's always crazy. There's a great joke at The Simpsons about when Geraldo did this huge special. They're going to open Al Capone's vault, and there's going to be all this treasure inside. And uh, oh, this is great. This is the baby names. Yeah. So that's Julia Sweeney. Yeah. But there's nothing in the vault, and he became like a big joke about that. Again, Cage's dad, we were talking just in the last episode about Raising Arizona, he's not dad as much, but like, mm-hmm. he's got two sketches in this one, and one of them is him as a dad, so... I love, I'm loving casual Cage. Come here, bud. Come on. How do you think about, what do you think of that, that blanket, that, that couch cover? No, I'm not sure about that. Looks like they dressed this set in a hurry. You know, you could do this sketch joke. today, joke. and like the, the joke could be like trying to find a, a, a unique, like gender-neutral name, and like it could just be like a commentary on like how kids' names are getting insane. Yeah, there was a joke that Lewis Black had like 15 years ago about like <laughs> kid, like kids being named A B C D E, like Absida and like asshole and stuff like Ashola and stuff like that. Like I think that actually happened, huh. and then just this month. Uh, there was some some big news story about how like someone was I think a teacher was maybe fired or something for like making fun of uh, a kid named Absida's name, huh? So like you know it's all it's all coming back around. I mean I just feel like a name is the stupidest thing to make fun of. Like it's so easy and I don't know. <laughs> no rod. 
But this skit is like does a great job of taking like something there's absolutely no problem with. <laughs> you like I don't think anybody considers like calls a penis a Peter. You know yeah. what I mean? Like maybe maybe of the night. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. and like he makes she makes a good point where she's like kids aren't that smart, and he's like, oh yes they are. He's like, it took me three steps. It'll take a kid two or something. <laughs> <laughs> the F's are no good. <laughs> good pointing. Cage always pointing. I know, well, if you got Cage points. Hey, Paul, where's Peter and Mary? <laughs> Do you think you could say jack off on TV back then or no? Probably not. Probably couldn't get past the censors, even like after Prime, like SNL. Because you'd never even hear like penis or vagina on SNL and stuff like that. Like, you know, medically correct terms for things, but. <laughs> this is the oh it's the other way around the kids yeah, are, the kids yeah, are a little yeah. bit dumber okay. I also wonder <laughs> what <laughs> he's got a point I saw it in theaters What? Newt Rockney? I know, but he, he, t- he changed it to Nate. Do they ever ask Cage what a name that he wants is? I think it... I don't remember... No, I think they just settle on one. There. For our son, B. Ardger. They have a lot of horse stuff going on on their shelf. It's a great little button. I don't remember this. Oh, it's great. I mean, that's the Lewis Black joke, essentially. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I guess we have to add to our our list of cage names: Asswipe Johnson, yeah, Sweep A Johnson. Love it how it's Johnson too. It's just such a Mm -hmm. token last name. <laughs> so do you recognize the voice, or is it just no? It's, it's someone you know. It could be it could be Schmeigel. Yeah, I just had heard that um, it was a pen name of his. 
because like you know you you would never just put your name on a skit like that right like he couldn't do deep thoughts by robert schmeigel they'd have to come up with like a pen name of some kind but he re- they released books of those too i have one dana carey very busy dana carvey sorry very busy on this episode I think Cage comes up with a question here on Nightline. Still a show, I think. I'm trying to search now, and this is not going to work. Comedian whose favorite comedian is Jack Handy. Um, Just look up uh, Robert Schmeigel and see if it says his. No, I'm trying to figure out who what the comedian I like is oh, I who loves him. But more Phil Hartman with some uh, Clinton. No, I think I think Andy's a real. I don't know. Just got to look up Jack Andy now. Man, man, oh man! There's Cage. Kind of nerdy cages. We don't really see that too often, right? Right. Oh no! Okay. Well, Jack he's an American humorist, best known for his deep thoughts, a large body of surrealist one. I mean, he's got jokes. nineteen writing credits, most big, of which thick novel. Handy. Okay. Although many people assume otherwise, Handy is a real person, not a pen name or character. All right, he's definitely a pen name. He's fake. Well, it's kind of like you know. Um, this is Andy Kaufman and right, like it just oh, whole, right, yeah. sort of that whole thing. Oh wait, what's her name? Did she? Did Jane, she die? Jane. Jane Huff. Janice that's, that's, Huff. That's Bill Clinton, right? Yeah. And no, Jan. Jan something. Jan. Yeah. Krantz? No. No Huff, I think, or something. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, she passed. Oh, so that's your Jack Handy wrote for National Lampoons. Who knows? Jan Hooks. Jan Hooks. From Pee Wee. Oh, she was 57. Oh, she was in Batman Returns? Hmm. Oh, she was uh, the campaign manager for the Penguin. She played some other guy. This is a difficult episode to talk about. Like, because there's, there's no... Because it's SNL? Line. Right. Yeah. No, right. And we're not even sure if people can watch what we're watching. That's also the thing that, like, you know, for a while, like, I had the idea that since I had never seen an episode, really, an episode of SNL, I could watch them for, like, a podcast. But, like, number one, you would never catch up because they put out 26 or 30 or 40 episodes a year or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, Number two... And it's been, like, 40 years. What's there to talk about? (laughs) Well, yeah, the top topical humor and uh, stars and guests and people who came from us, you know, you could do that stuff. Like, you could talk about I the feel, musical I guests, feel, you could yeah, talk about like the Yeah, like, I feel host. like you have to be, like, a real either historian or comedy historian or something that, like... Well, I, that's I'm, what you'd become by the end. Like, yeah. That's the thing. Like, it just involves so much other research. Just watch it casually. Watch it from the start, but, you know... Yeah. You don't have I, to like, podcast everything we watch. No, I know. And next year I'm going to start uh, – there's, there's a handful of comedy series that I'm going to watch for the first time. I'm going to try to get to, like, Simpsons and stuff and maybe King of the Hill. And like, I've seen the first few seasons of The Simpsons, but I haven't seen it enough. Mm-hmm. But here's my uh, here's my little – actually, as, as we're listening to this, I might have already started on these. Who knows? 
Probably not. But here's my um. Oh, wrong thing. Sandler again. <laughs> oh, this just the where's my stuff. I like this one. It's pretty funny. I think Adam McKay is at SML, SNL around. Is that later? I think that was later. Yeah, that was more around the um, Will Ferrell time. Apparently, Vice is getting terrible reviews. Yeah, I think we talked about that. Or it's mixed. Um, but yeah, so next year I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, in theory, watch a lot of Simpsons, Seinfeld, King of the Hill, and Cheers, which is a pretty mm-hmm. heavy hitting lineup. But we'll yeah. see. So I've seen every Seinfeld episode. I stopped at The Simpsons somewhere around like season 19, I think. Jesus, that's just like that's a sentence that like doesn't sound crazy. Is like <laughs> I stopped is ridiculous. after season 19. <laughs> and there's been. 12 like, seasons since then or something like that? Something, or 13, I don't or know. Or... I caught a few random ones yesterday because they were running, uh, FXX was running Simpson Christmas special episode, like, marathon thing. So I caught some Christmas episodes I'd never seen before. I was like, what is happening? What have I missed? I also kind of missed the crude animation. Like, it got too polished. I thought, like, that was always part of the fun. Yeah. When did that, ha- when did that switch happen? Um... While you were watching, or yeah, no? definitely while I was watching. But I stopped when they went to like HD. I think that's when I stopped. When okay, jeez, Rob Schneider all over this episode. This skit going on way too long in classic SNL fashion, and it's just making fun of town halls in general. Yeah, like the average person who asks a question at a town hall is just dumb. <laughs> Stupid. Just because it was a real tight sort of thing where Clinton would televise himself like out of McDonald's, you know, and like be like, I connect to everybody. And then the average person started getting picked apart and stereotyped and stuff. Oh. (laughs) Little did we know. They look pretty good together, as Bill and Hillary. It's kind of a crazy scarf that she's wearing, or a and the way she's something. wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a funny idea that like you have the next president of the United States there, and the question you ask is to his wife about a cookie recipe. Like, it just... Yeah. But again, it's more of like a, oh, that's funny, mm-hmm. than like an actual thing that you're laughing at. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's not laugh out loud funny. No, that's clever. <laughs> it's because it's like that... It's like New York... This skit feels like a New Yorker kind of humor, kind of joke, where it's like, ha-ha, instead of like, you know? Or like, oh, that's interesting, but... You think? But never like rolling on the floor yeah. laughing. Uh, just to end it. Like, remember how like two minutes ago you were saying this was going on too long? <laughs> yeah. I can't even begin to believe how they're going to get their way out of this. I mean, you just have to call. You have to end the town hall, right? Like that's just the end of the sketch. I guess we go to a commercial because it's a uh, nightline. 
Why is this still happening? <laughs> well, that's all the time we have. Oh, no. There was an episode of Comedy Bang Bang sort of recently, like in the last six months, I think, where Scott Aukerman was talking about how he remembers from, I think he was like writing it, maybe, maybe only season four of Mr. Show, but maybe, or maybe it was, is either Scott talking about it or maybe Bob Odenkirk was on and they were both talking about it or whatever. They're talking about how like, talking about like, you know, transitioning from one sketch to the other because they set mm-hmm. that up so early on. And like, they would have all these ideas for sketches and like, they would spend the most time in the writer's room arguing about how to transition from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine it's the same thing here. Like, how do you, like, where's the button go? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, Didn't they say they ended up just making a lot of them like changing the channel? Well, yeah, which is when they, when they never had an idea, like when they, when they couldn't agree on how to go from one thing to the next. There'd always be like one character watching a TV show of a previous <laughs> sketch or whatever. So whenever you see that on Mr. Show, that's you know they could that's <laughs> a better idea. Um, but yeah, like I said, every Mr. Show a couple times. It just you know I never. Mm-hmm. Oh look at that outfit! He's right. there's a lot of black and red on this outf- in this uh, episode. A lot of costume changes too. What is Bobby wearing though? Gold jacket and a hat. You think he's got a shirt underneath, or is he bare-chested? He's probably bare-chested. It's Bobby Brown, after all. <laughs> well, he's got a mesh shirt, so he's kind of... something he's kinda, You're kind of right and wrong. Like, you can see his full chest, but it's also... He's got a little bit of fabric on. Yeah, what did he just, like, come from the gym, and then they threw him that jacket? Yeah, I gotta go get my pump on between my, uh, between my two performances. My pump during my humping. Pumping, humping, ain't nobody pumping around... Okay, this is like a seduction song we don't need. Although, to, to be perfectly fair, I could see Donald Glover wearing that same outfit on like SNL like this weekend. Or Lando, like that's a that's kind of a Lando jacket, I think. But like no, with the hat right. and like the the sheer the mesh shirt. Like I've seen Donald Glover perform. Like I saw him for a couple minutes, I think, at some festival. Huh. And like I think every time he performs, he just like try. He basically gets like. As close to naked as, like, he just gets down to, like, in, like, his, like, boxers or whatever. Like, his shirt comes off immediately, like, pants come off, it's just, like, hmm. sexual, I guess? It's, I don't know. It's just, like, his This Is America video look, where he's just, yeah. like, as few close as possible. Got another about 12 or 13 minutes left in this episode. Baby, I'll do you up. Got a couple more deep thoughts coming from Jack Handy. Those are worth it. We I got a Queen Shaniqua show, which I don't remember at all, or Mr. Casual Sex. Then we have the Good Night. So, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me taste you, baby. I just don't approve of this, Bobby Brown. Do you remember either Queen Shaniqua or Mr. Casual Sex? I remember. I know. I know that they were like reoccurring ones. I don't okay. remember this episode's. Um, All right, stuff about it though. Were these like mass? I, I know the last one was. This, was this a big hit or was this not really a big hit? Um, I think it was like the B side to Humping Around. So no, this was more of like this is what you would consider a ballad from Bobby Brown. <laughs> okay. More of like a 
a sex ballad thing. All right. Bobby Ballads Brown. Like, what percentage? I mean, I know that you sort of have admitted to me both, I think, on air and off that you're not really keeping up with music lately. But in terms of, like, the SNL performances that happen, like, do you pay attention when you watch SNL? The yeah. Music? Yeah, I discover... Uh, music from SNL still sometimes. Like, I used to, when I watched Conan every night, mm-hmm. I would find bands that I, like, I found, like, one of my favorite bands of all time, Joy Formidable, just performed on there, and, like, they did their thing that they do sort of a lot, where they, like, just, like, trash their guitar and their drums at the end mm-hmm. of the set, and I was just like, who are these people? And then I, I downloaded the album that night, and I loved it, and I was like, oh, shit. But, like, I kind of miss that, like, because it, it's, you know, they talked about this on Now and Again, another show here on the Caves Club Podcast Network, and you know, I think Chris and Nico talk about it a lot. Where it's the same thing with movies, but like with music, like there's more music than ever. But like you kind of have to go find it. Like you have to mm-hmm. kind of work for it and like read about it and like think about it and like mm-hmm. seek it out. Because unless you're watching something or like unless you're like listening to the radio a lot, like hearing new releases or whatever, and even that you're only getting like a certain slice of yeah. it. You know what I mean? Totally. But like there's there's ways to find new artists, but. SNL's probably already people that you, like... How many times on SNL do you, like, is there somebody that you've never straight up never heard of? Well, recently there's more and more. But, like, that's what I kind of rely on SNL for, is, like, back when I used to watch it, like, I would know the musical guests because they were who was popular and what I was listening to. So I assume now, do if you you're on so SNL... Do you just the people you don't know? That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, I just don't know them, but they're at that level where if they're on SNL, they must have, like, a very solid following or a fan right. base of some kind. So, like... In a weird way, it is sort of like a f- way to find new bands and stuff. So I remember, I remember the last time that happened, what band it was exactly, but I remember it happening recently. All right, so here we go. SNL it? musical guest lists. Um. Another like Michael Jackson. Thing right Miley Cyrus, Mumford and Sons, Anderson Pock, Ella Mai, who I don't know, I don't think Lil it was Wayne, this season. Maggie Rogers, Paul Simon, Travis Scott, Kanye West, Nicki Minaj, Casey Musgraves, Charles Gambino, Jack White, Cardi B, Arcade Fire, James Bay, Migos, Dua Lipa, Chris Stapleton, Troy Sivan, Halsey, Foo Fighters, SZA, U2, Eminem, Taylor Swift, Pink, Sam Smith, Jay-Z, Katy Perry, Haim, LC Sound System, Harry Styles, Chainsmokers, Lord, Father John Misty, Ed Sheeran. So, like, I've heard of probably 90% of those. There's a couple that I've just straight up never heard of, mm. though, which m- kind of makes me wonder how, but also, I don't seek that out, so, you know. There's the Queen Shaniqua. Oh, she's got Bobby Brown on. So, um, Chris, Chris Rock had a show called, uh, similar to this, it was called The Dark Side with Nat X on... SNL on SNL, yeah, okay. and so that was pretty interesting. They had like they they gave their African American com- comic act the actors like their own forums to do that kind of stuff. It was like really cool. It just reminds me of, which I guess is kind of making fun of this, or maybe I don't know, making fun of a lot of things. But on uh, <laughs> on Mr. Show, there's the WPCPC, like the the white people co opting black culture oh, yeah, network. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, there was another show that um, Chris Rock and Chris Farley did on SNL. Um, it was like more of like a Yo MTV rap. It's called I'm Chillin'. And it was basically just like, here we are, chillin', doing nothing, <laughs> like hanging out. 
But uh, like Chris Farley was all dressed up in like cross color stuff, which looked a little weird. White people co-opting black culture three times one minus one. Yeah. WPCPCT. Damn girl. So Bobby Brown just finished performing because he's wearing that mesh shirt thing on. Yeah. Well, because he performed commercial break and he just like rushed him over here, like probably toweled him off uh-huh. and got him on here. Bobby Brown has a cameo in Ghostbusters 2. So this is like really like this is airing like 12:45 a.m. So this is like mm-hmm. the just going to bury this. Yep. Pretty much. Woody Allen again. Mention that all day. <laughs> there you go. That's a good joke. That's work. That works. Oh. Wow. That's interesting because Michael Che just said like. He had to put in his con like he just said that word this year on update, yeah. and he said, "I get three of them. It's in my contract now." So, All like right. for her to say that back then, I yeah. think it's because it was like ten to one in the morning. You're right. Like she just snuck that in there. Because I think like that was that was obviously intentional. Oh yeah, yeah. But, like because there was there was a thing you know when Jenny Slate said fuck and like oh she, I she I got, saw that got fired after yeah, I saw that show not after that episode but after that year like that was just like the beginning of the end. She's only around for one year I think right and she just you mm-hmm. know a lot of people not a lot but like that's not uncommon one two seasons and then you're gone right because when she was on Mark Maron's podcast a couple of years ago she was talking about how like. It wasn't that, like, that wasn't why she left, but, like, they had hired someone else who was basically exactly, like, whatever they'd hired her to do, they hired someone else to do the exact same thing, and, like, they could also do other things, and she was just mm-hmm. like, well, now right. there's no point for me to be here. You know what I mean? So, right. there was this whole, like, sort of thing, but... And now... Another deep, the, the deep thought? Deep... Oh, no, what's... Oh, the potato joke? Oh, no. Oh, okay. This is the thing. <laughs> I don't remember this. Me neither. Okay, this is like September. This is the first episode of the year, yeah, right? Yeah. So, September 26th. <laughs> I do like that they brought Lauren out like, like, yeah. like a serious thing like we need to address this like that was <laughs> good they used to do this a lot on SNL where they it would be as if they were episodes of a show which I like like yeah. that's like that's what that's, I feel like the Tiny Elvis sketch needed a little bit more build up on that mm-hmm. like like a theme song instead mm-hmm. of just like Tiny Elvis like because it's Elvis <laughs> it's me. like how is there Tiny not an Elvis theme song you know what I mean like yeah. even Cage as the theme song uh-huh. like I was big and now I'm little it's Tiny <laughs> Elvis there you go something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's referenced. I think I've heard that referenced a handful of times. Yeah, that's that, the like, Dan Quayle's an idiot. That, that, but that ended his candidacy, and now yeah. you know. 
it's nothing. Well, it's like when James Dean went, we're going to go to Washington, yep. <laughs> and everything. And it's like, why? Like, why? The guy's a, politics has changed. guy's a genius. It's like, he should have been president. Yeah, now it's like, oh, I stand out on 42nd Street and shoot someone, and then you'd blow me. Verbatim, that's what he said. <laughs> God, he just sounds like he's on The Simpsons. You know what I mean? Like it's it's that it's that's that his, voice. That's I know, his I know. Troy McClure voice. Yeah. Like, but just to see it coming out of like a, a person's mouth, it's just like. That's <laughs> good. I like that that's also, that's also his name in this world. Right, right. He doesn't... I wonder what his last name is. Asswipe. This is such a weird sort of serious, not serious note, but like serious note to like the a, episode. Yeah, on. just like a serious response as a joke. Also, you know, I, I wonder if they were, like, not that SNL's really, I don't, I mean, I don't know. But I wonder if they were afraid. Like, why the, why they put it at the no. end? No, I, I don't think so. I think it was like, oh, do we really have to address this? All right, fine. Like, let's just do it. And then right. maybe to add insult to injury, we'll do it at the very end of the show. Looks like we missed out on a default yeah, there. Yeah. Guess so, but not that amazing shirt Cage is wearing. Dana Carvey had a big show tonight. He loves us, Mike. I love him, too. Thank you, Cage. For being you. Well, that was the episode of SNL from 1992. So come back in two weeks. We're going to watch The Runner, which is a movie that Mike has been asking me to watch seemingly for <laughs> get, three months now. To get I'm, out of I'm, the I'm, way. I'm like, why? What? Are, what? But we'll uh, see why. We're, I don't we're know. Gonna, no, but I mean, it's not. It's not good. I just think when we should just have done by now, just to do it, to get it done with. So. Maybe. All right, so go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, mailbag at cageclub.me, and go to patreon.com slash cageclub, and just say hi. Talk to you in two weeks for The Runner, featuring Sarah Paulson. Bye. Later.